Keep both sides or there you go. Now I can't hear anything. Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. I'm your Conspiracy Asshole, Primetime 99, Alex Stein, and we have a lovely guest, one of the most lovely guests, obviously one of the most beautiful guests, and I'm telling you guys, this woman is a life coach. She's smart. She's she's articulate. We can all look up to her, especially young women. I know not a lot of women in our audience, but if there are, this is a woman to look up to, Lillian. So thank you for joining the castle. How are you doing, uh... Lillian on this I'm Friday afternoon. I'm feeling like a princess in your castle. Thank you for having me in your castle. Am I being nice? I know. I feel like I'm being overly nice, but I'm telling you, I, I kind of, this is I, this is a word you probably don't ever use, but it's called a simp. And so when a guy in this day and age, you know, it's like where, you know, you kind of idolize over, a, do you know what a simp stands for, uh, Lillian? No. Okay. No. Well, so Never this is- Okay, this is the word they say for guys on the internet now. This is like internet talk, and we're gonna start. This is a heavy hitter word, so excuse me, but um, it's it's uh, kids that idolize mediocre, and the p word is what you'd call a cat. I don't want to use that on you. So it's guys that you know fawn, fawn over women, and so basically now in this day and age, there's these internet, there's an internet culture of kids that pay e girls, and all they do is they sit on the internet, Lily, and this is true, and they're called Twitch streamers. And they and they uh, just kind of show their you know in a bikini and they sit in a hot tub all day on Twitch and earn donation donations from kids. That's the new Whoa. future of entertainment. Wow! Wow! I, I'm speechless. I have no idea um, that was so uh, popular these days. Very popular. So you've never heard of that whatsoever in Twitch no, streaming. Not, what no. about OnlyFans? Have you heard of OnlyFans, uh, where girls can now create their Shush, sh sh Lillian, shut your mouth. You've never heard of OnlyFans? There's a new thing right now. This is the most disgusting thing in the world. It's called OnlyFans. You need to look this up. Uh, and this is, uh, it, it basically, it's 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 um, child grooming is what it is. These kids, and, and now in this day and age of, this is my cat, Kyle. He likes you too, Lillian. Hey, Kyle. Come on, get out of here, Kyle. He's Hi, Kyle. On, I call him keyboard, keyboard Kyle. Keyboard Kyle. Kyle, yeah. he sets on the keyboard line. Wow, you know. Yeah. Okay, but listen, so OnlyFans.com is a website where girls can go and they can post their own nudes on there and they can charge guys for it. So it gives them the infrastructure to become their own porn stars, basically, which in a way- wow. Which, in a way, I guess is better than the old system. I don't know. The infrastructure of porno has always been terrible. It's a terrible thing. Yeah. What I'm saying is these girls think they're empowered by it. Now, every 16, 17, 18-year-old girl thinks, oh, I, I don't have to get a job anymore. As soon as I can show my breasts legally, I can go on this website, OnlyFans.com. And now there's all these big-time influencers going on. It, it, it's like this, Lillian. Do you remember in the 90s and 80s when like Sharon Stone would do a Playboy magazine and that was like yeah. a big deal? Mm -hmm. Now you don't have to do that. Now every girl has her own Playboy magazine and it's OnlyFans.com and they can charge $7.99, $8.99. I mean, it's, <laughs> and they couldn't be any How more streamlined. How do you streamlined. know this so well? Well, it's I'm a huge- like I, Are they a sponsor? <laughs> no, I mean, I've spent millions of dollars on there, but no, I only know it so well because it's, it's this is the future. So Lillian, well, okay, let's start. That. My, this is here to interview you and I'm talking so much because I have a big fat mouth, but I'm saying, what is this day and age? Why do you think women have changed? Is it because they're over-sexualized? Why are, are girls feeling like, you know, that now that um, with the, 
This is what I'm saying. I'm afraid to have a daughter in a way because I think she's, she's going to start taking pictures of herself naked from birth. And now, you know, there's no privacy anymore. You know, it's we're over-sexualized. What do you think about that, Lillian? There's a lot of directions that can go in that. But I, I, I think it's sad that parents aren't taking responsibility for the emotional stability or the emotional IQ of a child because children they become they've become so desensitized to sexuality to um, when I say sexuality I also include pornography I also include you know modesty we've become desensitized um, and you're seeing shows left and right where the you know, children are are strutting strut, strutting around like uh, porn stars, and they're being applauded. So I think morality um, there's a kind of like a split. There are people that go one extreme, and the other extreme there are other people that go another extreme that say, "I'm not gonna," you know, let them learn on their own. And then there's the middle ground, which is you teach children how to be loving and kind and and value their bodies and and then you uh, you know you put parameters on them because parameters are really good children need parameters and if we as people as parents we don't have values of self-worth how are we going to teach our children so self-value self-worth have become more and more diluted more and more diluted so i i just don't know what is going through the minds of anyone who would have that kind of sight and what child any child that would post on there what parent would be proud of that well you know what i'm saying it would be they would do it like when they're 18 but did you what you said is what really got me though is this they want to the work this is i'm just have to say so much i found you lillian from dr day and the work yeah. you do um is incredible especially all the spiritual stuff and i think it's the disconnection from god i think what it stems from yes. is in a child this is this is my impression of of what they want to do to you the indoctrination they do to a child is they tell you that you evolved from pond scum and that you're on this spinning ball and that you're just meaningless you know on this dusty rock and you're you're really insignificant when that couldn't be anything farther from the truth i believe we were spiritual beings having a human experience and they want to hide that more than anything so explain um you know why do they hide the creator and why do they take our uh, significance away uh, again uh, that's the desensitization that's that's how they've been deluding us little by little we've become so distracted where god you know, it's like, oh, that's an old thing. You know, going to church, that's an old thing. I grew up in church and and I have ever since I would say my youngest graduated from high school, I have really had a hard time um, going back to church. And so in comes Dr. Lorraine Day in 2013 in my life. And little by little, I am becoming more and more aware of how they're distracting us to put value on exterior things versus God in us and God of the Bible, the God that created us, the God that we should be focused on. And so it's really hard for me to understand why it is that, I'll give you an example. I was speaking to a young girl, 10 years old. Actually, I had three children with me. And, um, and I was speaking to one of the kids, or we were talking about God and Jesus. And one of the kids 
um, just like, I love Jesus. And they were all over the place. They were on it. Mm -hmm. But the other child was like, well, I feel very uncomfortable talking about this. So we've put God in this metaphorical closet or a box where we say, I, uh, oh, I'm praying for you, but really don't mean it. We don't know. Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers constantly. And it's not thoughts and prayers. It's, it's not, I'm just putting it out of my sight. So, so here's, you know, when you're, when you're putting things on this box and you don't reconnect, let me just, let me ask you something. Mm -hmm. If you and I, I mean, we, we, we have a connection. Um, you and I start speaking right away. We, we enjoy each other's company. I know this already. We're going to be really good friends. I know this. But after this show, if you and I never see each other again, how connected will you feel to me? Well, that's an unusual question because we're having an unusual experience, but I will feel connected because we had this connection, you know, but not a lot of people have a talk show where they talk to somebody for an hour straight, but I will <laughs> always feel connected to you no matter what. I mean, just from but meeting you. But how much you. do you know me? Not how very much. much. Do you not, know me? not, I mean, not, not at all. I mean, not, I mean, and that's what's worth, happening. You know, and that's what's happening. We know of God, just like you know of me and I know of you. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But yeah. there isn't that, like if you and I talked every day and you and I, you know, grew up to, together and, and we went to school together, we'd, yeah, we'd really know each other. No, I see. That is the disconnection. We know of God, but we don't know God. That's really beautiful. Wow, Lily, right. that is really beautiful. And, and that's what's happening. We're, we don't have that intimacy with God. And, 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 I, and I do believe that once people become aware that there is a God and that this God works things out for the good of all, not just me, not just you, the good of all, I wonder if people would want to tap into that versus going to a fortune teller or going to, you know, Google or going to whoever. Because, you know, if you think about it, we're only as smart as Google. Yeah. But when we're connected to God... God and I are an unlimited source of abundance. And that's where people have forgotten because it just, it's almost like Santa Claus. Does that make sense? Like, makes a hundred percent say no, that is God has become, and he's almost become demonized. Santa Claus is more like than God. I mean, God is like right. uh, uh, this thing that's a bad thing because if you believe in God, that means like, you know, you have to believe in all these other things. It's this really, it's, it's a demonized, as demonized gets. Yeah. Well, Dr. Day says that Santa is kind of like what Satan is. And so it's like you're you're putting all your trust on, you know, uh, a lotto ticket. You're yeah. putting all your trust on your your partner or you're putting all your trust on your friends. You're putting on your trust on your job. You're putting on your trust in your money. So we have forgotten the most important place where we can place our trust totally on god and we just finished studying the book of uh, the 100 lessons from the exodus and that's where god took the israelites out of slavery with egypt and all the way to the promised land right okay and something that should have taken three weeks took 40 years 40 years because God wanted them to learn the lessons, the not just the, the, the law, but God wanted us to understand and to totally trust God. And if you think about it, during that journey, 
they were facing heat, they were facing cold, they were facing hunger, they were facing uh, no no water. Yeah, it was but terrible. God provided. Yeah. God provided Mana. for all those everything. Mm -hmm. And we have. I think that we're going back to that. And how appropriate when Dr. Day and I, uh, when I finished that study, I just like, wow. Which, by the way, can be purchased online or right now we're, we're getting ready to have a DVD um, and, uh, or, or and a, Well, uh, I want to say this. Let me cut you off. A lot of people are Dr. Day fans watching the show and people watch it later. Guys, everybody needs to go look at your series with Dr. Day. I didn't say that. Dr. Day and Lillian have a series that's excellent. Everybody that's ever seen an interview with me, Dr. Day, you need to look it up. There's a link to Lillian in the description of everywhere they're watching. We're on Facebook, YouTube. We're on 14 different platforms right now. But in the really? Yes, yes, wow. we are. Yeah, we're on a lot I of different... I feel so honored yeah, to be no, in the castle. No, it's, uh, no. Well, 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 I just try to restream. I want to get as many people as possible. And the castle is growing. One day this castle will be so big Lillian that will be the the hottest thing on the internet but until then um we have you and you right now are the hottest thing in the castle there's no doubt about it but I want to tell you so your work <laughs> with Dr. Day before we get into your lecture series with her are you um how, how is your diet do you eat meat I don't eat meat and Dr. Day was one of the biggest people that uh, taught me not to eat meat but you're in great shape so if you eat meat it's obviously working for you what what is your diet <laughs> well I am primarily whole food plant-based okay. I'm a nutritarian I don't like labels okay. and and um, so if you look at, I don't know if you've ever followed Dr. Uh, Joel Furman, and that's what I what Is that, I what, is that, is that Furman, F-U-H-R? I don't, is that, I think I've seen that. F-U-H-R-M-A-N. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, yes. So I, he's been a teacher in the classroom, my classroom. Um, the, the Lily McDermott radio show started as a radio show. And then along the way, I walked away from radio 2019. And then uh, as I was learning so much and growing so much with all the teachers in the classroom, Dr. Furman's been in the classroom as a teacher since 2015. Every month he's in the classroom. And I've learned so much from him about nutrition and health and, and all of that. So then all of a sudden I'm like, you know, this isn't a radio show. It's a classroom. But as you know, when you brand something, you got to kind of stay that way, especially if you have years and years and years of radio show uh, information. So we added the classroom on there because it, it's it's where we learn and grow together. And I'm not the teacher. I'm a student as well as a teacher. I think we're all students. We're all teachers. And what I love about what has been created, because I really do believe that I only said yes, and then God does the rest. I work hard but God does the rest. And so far, the way that the, the classroom is going is, is just, we're learning and growing together. And so Dr. Furman was, um, I was raw vegan for three years when I first started eating. Oh, so you're life. really annoying. Wow, Lillian, you're raw vegan. Yeah, well, you're really, I let mean, me tell you the raw story. Raw vegan so, for four years, really? That three, 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 three years three, ago. Three. Oh, okay. so, so what happened was when I was on the radio, this guy showed up with raw vegan food mm -hmm. and he went to this guy that he didn't care about raw vegan food. He probably mm -hmm. spit it out after he took a bite of it. But I took a bite of it and I'm telling you, my taste buds jumped you could they tell you could tell you know what that is that means your body needed that or wanted that like it could exactly. just tell yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you're so, right you're yeah. right and so what happened was i invited this guy on my show which is about responsibility taking ownership for your life and i said come on in and i'll you know i work for food so he brought me more food oh it was so delicious as a matter of fact 
Uh, they still uh, open today under a new management called Happy Healthy Human. They wouldn't, they don't even know I'm giving them a plug, mm -hmm. but that's what, uh, so he challenged me on the show to go raw vegan for one month. After four days of eating, I accepted, I accepted the challenge. I, I don't shy away from a challenge unless it's uh, not, uh, unless it's harmful. And everybody should do a month long challenge because I did a month long challenge to stop drinking and I never looked back. I, st I never started drinking again. I saw, I said I was going to stop for a month and uh, I never stopped. But go ahead. Sorry. Good everybody good. should good do good. a month long challenge or something. I can't That's believe right. it. And they say a seatbelt, it only takes a month of putting on your seatbelt before it becomes a habit. But so there is something to that month, I'm saying, in our brain about doing something for a month that um, it can change your life. Yeah. And, you know, I think that it's more of a mindset. And I remember after I, I accepted the challenge, I said, yes, okay. I don't, can't believe I did it, but let me tell you, the first two weeks were just like, oh my gosh, my, my husband was like, those were the first, the, the, the two weeks, the worst two weeks of his life because I was trying to figure it out. But once I figured it out, it was really good. But after four days of the challenge, I was feeling really, really good. But the thing was, I wasn't feeling bad. I just didn't know I could feel better. Yeah. And, and, so, so, and so is that mixing in the fish and a few meats and oils or what is that? What did you add to No, raw vegan, raw vegan. No, is I know that's raw vegan, vegan, but I'm saying what made you change from the raw vegan for three years is what I'm saying. What made you ch uh, quote, leave? Yes. It, it's it's like you said, annoying. Yeah. Um, the, there's you, It's hard enough to eat clean. Add that it has to be raw, it has to be vegan. I didn't want to be labeled raw vegan. I don't want to be labeled anything. And even when I say nutritarian, I, I'm, I'm, what I love about nutritarian is that I focus on nutrients. Mm -hmm. So the body needs all sorts of nutrients. So I'm not going to deny myself the nutrients my body needs. So whether it's, you know, adding a little bit of animal product in your diet just to get the, the DHA, EPA, or adding, you know, um, the B12 to your diet because you don't want to have uh, animal products or whatever it is, you know, you can get protein in so many different ways. And so I don't, I, I don't like, it becomes a point where uh, veganism becomes fanaticism. Mm -hmm. And so I, I want people to focus on health and eating what they're, what they, what they're being called to a lot, as long as it's giving them nutrients, there are no nutrients in a box. There's no nutrients probably in a can. And so we need to start learning how to have a relationship, not only with God, but we also need to have that relationship with our food, with our, the people around us, with our sleep, with the way that we think the way there's so many different relationships that we have neglected. Well, that's that's in my next point, because you're saying how you went from the radio show, calling it a radio show to calling it a classroom, because that's right. This is when they put us in the low vibrational state. I believe they want us to be in a low vibrational state in that fight or flight state, because in that state, you don't want to learn like you can't listen to music. You can't enjoy anything. But when you're in the state where you want to learn, like as an adult, when you want to read a book, like you're in a non depressed state, I believe. I mean, you can still be depressed and want to learn, but I, at least you're trying your 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 trajectory is better. So it is really important important that I believe the powers that be, the social engineers keep us in this constant depression. So we're not learning how to fix ourselves or learning about the universe or learning about the world and learning about the tips and tricks or learning about the creator. I mean, it's really, I really applaud you because 
they they turn off the ability for humans to learn and it, and it's really become idiocracy in my opinion uh Lillian. well you cannot learn when you're in your limbic mind or what they call a reptilian brain you cannot learn at all and so you, you when you're putting if i were to yell and you're watching this great movie and you were in a theater and i were to stand up at the back of the theater you're in the front of the theater and i yell fire how much fact checking are you going to do or are you going to get up and run i'm going to run you're not going to you're not going to assess the situation you're not going to look and say hmm do i smell smoke hmm should I just sit it out and wait to see what happens? No, you're going to run. And that is the state of mind that we find ourselves in. And, you know, and, and time goes really fast and you're not thinking. You're, you're not thinking. You're responding. You're reacting. And so we've got to take a step back and we, we really have got to uh, understand that there's something else going on. And Alex, this is the first time back in 2019, I had a, a crisis, a health crisis. And uh, I, I, it ended up with a three hour surgery. Um, I had my implants removed. And, did, did one uh, of them pop? What happened there? So one was leaking. That's, I mean, that's fatal. I was in a isn't... car accident. I was in a car accident. I was experiencing a lot of pain on my left breast. And so after doing a lot of research, I made this decision and I don't, I don't say if anybody wants to see, and you can, Hey, listen, if you like only fans, you'll like my, my, uh, Breast implant my story. playlist, yeah. my okay. playlist of my explantation. Yeah, Basically okay. I take people through what happened to me. So I, I realize as I've, I'm not the same person, like maybe you're not the same person who started Conspiracy Castle. You're not the same Alex Stein that started it. I'm not the same Lillian McDermott that started um, the radio show. I am different. And the person who implanted the, the uh, implanted is not the same person who explanted. And so I, I tend to be now more natural, more holistic, more alternative. And I have teachers from all over and, and and again, we're all teachers. We're all students. Well, Lillian, and, I mean, are we all caterpillars turning into the butterfly? I mean, are we all changing? Isn't it all constant change? I mean, to be the absolutely. same person uh, that absolutely. you even were yesterday, I don't think you are. Um, and and I think that if anybody says to you, I know it all, I don't need to learn anymore, then I say put a chalk line around you because you're dead, baby. You are dead. And so we have got to start seeing value in the other side. I lived on the other side for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, if you were to talk to me about drinking water instead of taking a Tylenol, I would have said, shut uh -huh. the up. Yeah. I would say, just shut up, shut the front door. Uh -huh. <laughs> I had, I'm not interested, I'm not listening, I'm not learning, and I'm gonna get angry with you. And the reason why is because we've been lied to. And we've got to protect that lie. We've got to protect that lie because we've become what we believe and that is not true. And so interviewing Bruce Lipton was very impactful for me. Interviewing uh, Dr. Furman, Dr. Day, oh my gosh, 
the first time I interviewed Dr. Day, I swore I'd never have her in the cl uh, on the show. She poked me on the eye so hard that she's I was hardcore. Like, I what did she do to you, Lily? I mean, she, I was nervous too. I was kind of sweating bullets because she comes off like her nickname is Lorraine of Terror. Did she ever tell you that that was her nickname <laughs> as a medical doctor, uh, and that's what the students would call her, Lorraine of Terror? And that's true because her. It, it, but to be honest, Lily, you do have the, uh, that same assertiveness. Well, how do we get that? What is that? And it's attractive. It's 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 dominant. Dr. Day is very attractive with her assertiveness. Isn't and she I, beautiful? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I'm not even saying that in a sexual way. I'm just saying it's attractive like you'd look into a leader or something. You know, I'm like, you know, just the fact that she's not afraid to, you know, cut me back or poke you back in the eye. Something about that is is awesome. And, and th that's the opposite of what they're doing. Nobody's assertive. I mean, they, they that's, that's the opposite of what they want us to be. They want us to be couch potatoes. Uh, so how do we get more assertive like you, Lillian? Well, first of all, you need to get more assertive like you, and the other person needs to get assertive like them. Everybody finds their their groove, their niche, but where it begins is loving yourself. That's where it begins. It begins from, um, and I and I, I don't know if you will get this analogy, uh, but and I can explain it if you don't get it, or if anybody else. I don't even know if they're. Oh, here, let me send you questions. the link. Oh, yeah, here. I guess. Let me, yeah, let me send you the link right now. You probably do want to see the chat. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Sorry. Oh, All right. oh. <laughs> want, oh I don't need want... to be distracted. Okay, yeah, then don't be distracted. No, I'm just saying. You want to see? There are a lot of people chatting. I'll, I'm looking at it a little bit. I don't even look at it either. I get all distracted lately, and I don't like to yeah. look at the chat. It's the like squirrel, squirrel. Exactly. It's like uh, a squirrel and a cat. It's terrible. I know. But, I know. Um, okay. So, so the bottom line is, we need to go back to the tomb. Okay. The tomb. Because when you go back to the tomb, if you don't go back to the tomb, you don't see the resurrection. Think about when Mary went to uh, prepare Jesus for his burial. She went there to mourn, to prepare. But you can also go there to discover the gifts, the lessons, the resurrection. Does that make sense? Of course. I mean, there's a lot more to it, but... Um... Correct. But, so but, you, okay, go ahead. Sorry. You dive in there. You dive, and and you and you go there to be curious, not critical. You go there to say, okay, what worked, what didn't work, and that's what I talk about. And uh, you're welcome to join us um, September 17th, 18th, and 19th. I'm doing a workshop called New Truth Series, I Am the Solution. That's what I started learning as I started doing the show. I started learning new truths. Those truths that punched me in the face, that hit me in the gut, that in the past I would have gotten angry and I would have dismissed you. I became curious instead of critical. And I thought, hmm, what is it about that that is bothering me? Why am I angry? Because you have a difference of opinion. I think that when we really are honest with ourselves and we say, okay, what is it? What is it about that statement? And when Dr. Day was on my show for the first time, I was angry in a way because everything I believed in was a lie or, or everything she was telling me yeah. was the truth. I didn't know. I started questioning it. And, and I, I want to move you forward because um, once I started doing the show and I started learning a more alternative let me tell you, eating and feeling better, that was the question I asked myself. If food can make me feel this good, what else 
have I been lied to? Were, were you suffering from anxiety and depression at all? I mean, I'm sure everybody has a little bit, but uh, uh, but you just were feeling super good because you don't seem like a person that suffers from that, Lillian, to be no, honest. No, I, I don't. I mean, I'm like you or anybody else where things may not work out the way I have or that, that I planned or we lose people. I've lost, you know, I've lost... Loved ones, yeah. Yeah, well... I've been, I mean, my parents are still alive and, and we, you know, um, and I, I would, I would say I, I, we, we, there's, there've been a lot of losses. Like I, I lost. Well, they should I, be alive. You're like 24 years old, right? I mean, uh, wouldn't it be really sad? It'd be very tragic yeah. if your parents were passed away. That'd be, that'd be very, that'd be a tragedy. But go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Lance. I think you need to add an extra room in your castle because yeah, okay, I'm moving no, in. No, I'm no, moving no, no, in. No, go ahead. No, sorry. I, I've, I've told you this. I'm, I don't know if you know this, but I say this freely. I'm 58 years old. You look incredible. Yeah, I know I'm, that. It's very, and, you, and, and, and it shows. It doesn't show, excuse me, the opposite. You couldn't tell ever that you're 58 well thank old. you i know i'm i don't i think that this is like 58 years of learning and growing it wasn't until i started the classroom and i'm telling you the the radio show and i just celebrated our 10th anniversary and i invited the man who invited me to go into this industry i invited him to he didn't know why i was inviting him to come in so i did a private interview with him to thank him for saving my life because once you open up to new truths, it's amazing how, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I went and I started learning about my, I, I realized there was something in me when I was really, really quiet. And I don't know if any of you can relate out there that there was a little hole, it was a pinhole, Alex, in my heart. It was a tiny little pinhole. And, but when I was alone, I could feel the breeze through it. I don't know if you can get that. I do. I, I do. I do actually feel that. You kind of feel like it's just something, almost like a hole. I do kind of understand what you're saying. Go ahead. Though. Well, then all of a sudden, it was when my youngest son, who's now 31, was graduating from high school. When he graduated from high school, all of a sudden, who am I? Am I a mom? No, he doesn't need me anymore. Um, you know, I, I, uh, we, we were in the process. You're of, having an of, identity uh, crisis. You got to fill that hole. I was, wow. 40, I was 47 years old and someone invited me to go onto a retreat. And that's when it all, they broke me. They broke me open. And then I was able to start seeing things differently. I, I didn't see myself as a victim anymore. I, I've always been tough on myself in the sense that, you know, something happens, get up and get over it. You know, that's, you know, Dr. Day and I are very similar like that, except, mm -hmm. except I like to go back and visit the tomb. I like to find the gifts and lessons. I like to find um, what's what what um, what I've learned from it. What's going to be different moving forward? How can I help others with that wisdom? But no, there have been lots of losses along the way that have made me stronger and made me see that these were lessons that were meant for me, and they didn't happen to me. And when you when when you start learning about yourself and you start learning about your childhood, things that you didn't want to look at, things that you think don't make any big deal, those are the filters by which you're seeing the world. Those are the filters. So um, 
Does that make sense? So because yeah, I, and I, and I, I, I want to ask you. Talking. No, no, no. Please do. You're dominating. But I want to hear. Tell us about your childhood <laughs> because uh, uh, you just said the childhood. I'm, I'm interested. Tell us about your upbringing, uh, Lily. So I am one of five kids, but but I but what I want to share with you now mm. is what I've learned mm -hmm. through the journey. And Dr. Bruce Lipton, he was my eye opener. Bruce Lipton came Bruce before. Lipton. Yeah, I don't know if, if you know the biology of belief, Dr. Bruce Lipton, and you will love him. Anyway, he, uh, okay, so here's what happens. From the moment you're conceived okay. until the moment of seven, for me, it's 10 because I was immature like that. Very emotional. I'm, I'm immature as well. It's funny you say that. Okay. I kind of naturally, I feel like I'm about five years behind everybody too. I okay, like, here know? we go. So yeah. now you can relate with me. Okay, so... What happens is you are a human tape recorder. You record everything yeah. and you know what happens to those recordings? Subconsciously, you're saying we're like a tape recorder. They, we become, record they become your subconscious mind. Yeah. So you're right. So you're recording everything. And you remember, you're a child recording all this stuff. And it's now going into your subconscious mind. Guess how many thoughts we have a day? I have no idea. A million? How many? You might have a million, but the average person has about 70,000. Oh, 70,000. Okay, that's a real number. No I don't have a million. I don't know. But <laughs> but that's that's the dictionary definition or whatever they say about 70,000 thoughts. And I'm not trying to be perverted. Don't they say are the most of them are about sex or is that fake? Is that, you know, I said oh, in that movie they say... 90% of them are repetitive. So if you were if you were sexualized... Okay. During that time, you might have more sexual thoughts um, or, you know, trust issues or whatever. That but is true yes, because child sexual trauma has lasting effects. So you're saying, uh, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. See you why, see, yeah, and yeah. everything goes to, like, just like you don't know if you're breathing or not, you know you're breathing yeah. or you don't even have to think about it. It's involuntary. Happen. Yeah, that's right. And your heart is beating and the blood is circulating. You don't know anything about that. You're not even thinking about it. So are the thoughts in your head. And so when I went through this process of learning about the thoughts in my head, and by the way, 80% of those thoughts are negative. So we're yeah. only using 10%, and that's when we are in the now. Wait, of the 70,000 thoughts, 80% of them are negative, and I'm, I feel like mine's 90% literally because I feel like I'm extra negative. Because I'm, I'm positive too, I'm positive too, but I feel like it's a yin and a yang. Like I, I, uh, when, and when I get too positive, Lillian, I know that I'm going to fumble. And if I'm fumbling, I, I can, and when I'm in a bad spot, I can, this is what I'm saying, when I'm doing good, I can be negative. When I'm, when I'm negative, I can feel good. I have that ability. But um, I'm not homeo, you know, I'm not the same. I think I need that homeostasis-ness. Is, is that the right word? That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I didn't for. know where the homeo Yeah, was. not the homo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I shouldn't say that. with somebody like, yeah, no, no, no. A homeostasis, I want to try to stay in the middle. Instead of like, instead of being happy when I should be sad and being sad when I'm happy, I feel like I have that problem. Like when things are going good, I'm always kind of worried about this that. This is what we do. Mess. This is what we work on yeah. in the weekend workshop called I Am The Solution. So the I am is the God in me. The I am and the solution is what I'm called to do. And as you know, um, and, and I don't know how having Dr. Day in the in, in your show in the castle, you may know more about the Bible than the average person, but I, I don't, I'm not a Bible expert. I need to know more about the Bible. And I, you know, that's, I need to, I, I think everybody needs to connect with, with the Bible more because I think it's a manual on how to live our lives, whether you like it or not. But I think there's a lot of other books we need to connect to too. I know the Bible is the most important one. I'm just saying we all, 
I, this is what I'm saying, I, Lillian. I hate to tell a Muslim, a guy sent me a Quran. You know, I hate telling these people, you know, they're wrong too. You know, and I hate telling <laughs> a Jew they're wrong too. And I hate telling anybody uh, they're wrong. But I can tell you this. The Bible is a good book. That I, I do know for a fact. And, I, and I've, I've well, read it a lot, you know, growing up. And it's always showed me good things. So I, I'm pro-Bible, as they would say here at the Conspiracy well, Castle. you know, I, I, I wouldn't go out and say they're wrong and they're wrong no. and they're wrong. One of the things that I look for in life is what we have in common. So if we can find commonality, like, we, you know, if, if you look at a person and they have a Hindu belief, I've, I, I used to do a segment called Breaking Down the Walls of Religion. I wanted to know what was it about your religion that drew you to that religion? I want to learn through your eyes. And I remember... Um, going to one church after another, one denomination after another. I even uh, went to a mosque. Uh, uh, you know, I've studied with Hindus. I've studied with all these people because I wanted to see what was it, what made them feel so uh, committed to their religion. But you know what we all had in common is that we believe in God. Even the Hindus who have 350,000 um, different um, gods uh, or uh, deities, whatever. Deities, deities. Yeah. Uh, thank you, thank you so much. Um, deities or, or whatever yeah. they want, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, even they have. Uh, uh, they call it what they call it is different ways to look at God. Like, like when you look at your mom. This is how it was explained to me. If you look at your mom when she was three. And you look at her when she was 10 and you look at her at, you know, 35. And these are pictures right now. Maybe she's in her 60s or 50s or whatever. Um, they're the same person, but you're looking at an image of your mom. And so I know it's not the same way as ours. And I'm not saying that this is what I believe, too. But it was understanding and embracing not their belief, but so much that the person who also believed in God. They ultimately are, believe in God too. So, but, but it was about finding, finding the commonality in one another. So when I'm in front of a Hindu or a Muslim or, or someone who isn't, like even the atheist, yeah. we were trying to find what we had in common. And in the, in the show that we did, I discovered that they, they value love. Love is their common bond. And I went, wow, we have something in common because God is love. And that means that we can love. And then during the commercial break, this is when I was on the radio, the, the person who was representing the atheist, she goes, well, your love is different than my love. And I said, oh, come on. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I, no, love is love. Love yeah. is love. Love is love. I mean, there's different forms of love and people can abuse love, but I, I just wanted to find something in common. I think that if we start our life looking at commonality and if you know that you have a tendency to be negative, you need to go to the tomb and in love. So so the the acronym that I'm, I'm trying to, I, I ran off a little on the tangent is, is solution. Okay. Solution is the acronym by which God and I work together. And so that's what we discovered. And, and Dr. Day 
is on Saturday, on the Saturday Sabbath, she comes in, she she ties everything up because we do need to. So Friday we work on the brain and the and just remember the thoughts that I was telling you and the. And well, going well, do, back. is that why people have negative thoughts of God because we have so many negative thoughts automatically? I mean, is that a way? I mean, does it eighty well, percent negative is thoughts? The, that is the filter by which you see through your eyes. That is the filter. So you're like, you're oh, my life's going bad. It's God's fault. Oh, my girlfriend's not me. It's God. Oh, my tire blew out on the highway. It's God's fault. Uh, it's because you're, you know, you're negative. And it may not be God's fault. No, it's not God's but, fault. But it, it may, no, no, no. What I'm, no, what I'm saying oh. is it may not be that thought that you know it's God's fault, but you're, that is what you have been programmed to believe that everything, like you said, uh, you know, some people believe that if something's going to, if something's too good, something's going to go bad. That's what I'm like. I'm, I'm, That's I'm, 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 the limiting belief. And if you yeah. and I can go, like in the workshop, we go back to the tomb. We go back to the original belief. Where did that belief come from? And that's Friday. That's Saturday. why I had you on my show for the free life coaching. Okay, go ahead. So it's Friday. That's why. That <laughs> so, was, you go back, so, so that's the Friday of the workshop. Mm -hmm. And then the Saturday of the workshop is getting closer to God. And it's amazing how many people discover on that day how angry they've been with God, how they've blamed everything on God because of their parenting, because of, you know, they were raped or they were molested or they, uh, their husband left them. They're angry with God. How could God do that to them? But taking ownership, that's what we do. We take ownership of taking responsibility. The word is not a sexy word, Alex, but what it means is taking ownership. Because if God and I are the creator, if we're, if I'm co-creator with God mm -hmm. and I created everything in my life, then I can uncreate it. Does that make sense? Yeah. That I have the power. Sense. See, responsibility is blame, shame, fault, and duty in the world. That's what it means. Well, that's but, what I, what, but, but Lillian, everybody wants to be a victim now. Everybody, I mean, isn't that the society is 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 like if you're not a victim, um, you're you're uh, an oppressor now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the same things that we're being accused of, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. And so we need to. And that saying, I don't know if you remember, because you're much younger than I am. But when you point the finger, there are three fingers pointing back at you. Mm -hmm. And what you see in others is who you are. And those are all the things that we work on in the workshop. And it's a very affordable workshop. It's like 17 hours of, of like getting shut out of a cannon, of really looking at your life, not looking at your mate's and life. And it's you and Dr. Or, Day. Wait, and it's you and Dr. Day in this it's, thing? It's, I, it's, it's, it's the workshop that I created with God. I mean, the God... And, God helped me do this, but Dr. Day comes on Saturday, the Saturday Sabbath, because we talk about a closer relationship with God, and then she comes in uh, at the end of the workshop on Saturday, uh, and we have about an hour or two with her. And, and do these people, and, and what, what are these people there when they, do they, these people that have no idea who Dr. Day is, and she comes in there and starts, you know, saying stuff, are their minds blown? Are they just like, you know, what, what is that? What happens in your opinion? Now, remember that whole morning and that afternoon, we're working about and, and strengthening our relationship. My workshop is God-centered. So everybody who goes to there, if they don't believe in God and they believe in a higher power, whatever they want to call it, I, God doesn't care what we call as long as we call yeah. God, you know, call as long as we call on God, it, it doesn't matter what we call mm -hmm. that 
that energy, that power. It's not about that, the label. It's not about the label of God. That, that's right. It's not about the label. It's about the intention by which we are calling on that God. And if we're calling on that God because I want, I want, I want a man, that's not God. That's Santa Claus, and that doesn't exist. And so we need to figure out what is it that I have created? What have What is my belief in myself? And you ask me, how is it that I have, uh, you know, this, this assertive, awesome, assertiveness you know, yeah, or beautiful. Whatever. I mean, I'm saying you're a real, you're a woman to look up to, Lillian. You're very, you well, know, you really are. I mean that with respect. No, well, uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, but no need for that. There is no need for that because um, each one of us has this power yeah. inside of us. And that's what taking ownership, taking You're a role model, Lillian. Is. You know that you're a role model is what I'm trying to say. Wow. Even, even though you, I'm you. sure you have flaws just like everybody else. Very you're much saying, so. And then I'm not saying you're perfect. I'm just saying you're a role, role model. Even with your flaws, it's like you're going in the right direction. I think that's well, the most important thing is like God is good. You know, are you doing good? Are you doing better? And it's like your show interviewing these people. You've, you've turned that into helping so many other people and, uh, and learning more and more and more and that is a role you're a role model in my opinion uh, well really. well thank you uh, thank you i i really appreciate that alex um i never really I, I think about myself as um responsible i am responsible for the information i put out there and the responsibility comes from empowerment we can come from lack or we can come from abundance and depending on where you're at and and also depending on how you respond to crisis or trauma or whatever, you're going to revert to that child that's in you that was neglected, abused, abandoned. Wait, slow down, slow down, slow down. Do we all do that? Because both this week, you know, this the girl I'm dating right now, she says that that my parents were, I, I'm, I'm 34 and I do stuff for my mom and dad. I live in the same city constantly. I, you know, I had to go do my mom's registration. I was yelling at her and this, and I was just saying, you know, she was like, oh, did you get my registration yet? I'm like, no, mom, I'm gonna get it tomorrow. You know, and my girl was like, calm down. What, I, what I'm trying to say is, I'm trying to go to my codependent thought. Uh, what was I saying? Why was I talking about being codependent on a parent? parent uh um what was the thought i was saying what were you saying lillian oh i had such a great question i was gonna ask and i totally it'll lost come it to you. it'll, it'll come, come to me you. i hate it when i started talking about codependence everybody's like oh why does he do stuff for his mom but um uh what was i what was i was gonna make some point about uh uh with both of my oh uh this is what i'm talking about I'm talking about the, the the thought that you have as a child this is what i'm saying my mom was mad that i didn't get her registration yet then my dad called me and I, it was so hot. His AC was messing up and I had a window unit. So I brought the window unit to his house and I was just installing this window unit. It's like fumbling around and I was like, it's just so hot. Both my mom and dad are freaking out. And I'm like, calm down, calm down. It's little, little stuff, right? And it just, that thought made me think about it. It's like, they were kind of acting like children. It's what I, mean, I felt like with both, just yesterday, I felt like my parents, who I love, that's why I say codependent, they do stuff for me, I do stuff for them, but they just really seem like little kids. My mom's like, give me my registration. And my dad's like, what? Fix the HG, like he was little kids. And when you said it brought him back to their little kids, I, I'm just saying that, that's what the light bulb went off. I was like, Wow, I didn't. I didn't feel like a parent to my kid, my dad, and mom. I don't want to say that, but they seem like kids, and it's probably because they were just being kind of mad. And when you say that, your natural response is, is that like you that. Go, you go you, back to that child within you. So yeah. you, yeah, and 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 the 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 golden and one of the things that we get to work on, we get to work on, is comforting that child within us. And it's as simple as 
taking inventory of your body, figuring out where does where do you feel uncomfortable, breathing in. And most people don't know how to breathe. Most people, yeah, because, you know, I lost my voice. I sing. I used to sing in church a lot. I was one of the lead cantors, and I, I couldn't sing anymore. And I went to a vocal coach, and as she was interviewing me to see what's going on, and I was telling her all my symptoms, she said, well, I know what's going on with you. And so I said, what? And she goes, well, you've been here for half an hour, and you haven't breathed once. And I'm like, right. How could I not breathe? I, I, I would be dead, right? But we have forgotten how to breathe. We're breathing from our chest as opposed to our our diaphragm, and so there, those are so there are different things that 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 when you start breathing through your diaphragm and you just slow yourself down, and you breathe in and just pretend like you can feel that that breath go up to your brain all the way back down your spine into your all the way up and flow through your heart and go out through your nostrils and you just visualize this and you just calm yourself down and i and 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 then all of a sudden start scanning your body and knowing where is it that it feels a certain way and then ask yourself well when did i feel that first when was the first time i felt that and it could be when you were 3 or when you were 5 and those remember those thoughts are running through your brain and you're and that's where you're going to that's where you're going to um, default to when you are feeling abandoned, feeling betrayed, feeling angry. You're, you're not in your your brain in your compassionate brain and your loving, creative side. You're in that that reptilian brain. That's where it resides. And that's where that little child that was locked up in the closet or uh, uh, abused. That's who comes out well, and well says, i'm taking over i'm taking over move over okay well let, let me ask you a hard question this is hard dr day you know a lot of people she says you know a child gets sexually abused and a lot of times that'll affect their you know whether they're homosexual later on in life do yeah. you think that can do you think that that can that that abuse and i know you can't change a person or whatever but how can you heal from child trauma because we do always go back to that childhood in your opinion lillian what are, what are techniques i know you can't heal somebody that's been abused obviously but i'm saying what is your best technique yeah, for, i i really you do believe you can, you oh, you can heal believe? okay okay well tell me yeah so so i believe we can yeah. all heal but i i i don't want to sound insensitive to anybody that's been a, a victim of child abuse I, so i don't what i'm saying is i don't want to speak for them but I do want to say, so what do you think? So somebody that was abused as a child, uh, what do you think can happen? And I'm, I'm very interested. So, so here's, here's the deal. We can re-traumatize with those thoughts, the 70,000 thoughts in our head. We're constantly re-traumatizing ourselves by saying the thoughts that we reply, like, oh, I, I, I don't deserve any better. Oh, I know things are going to go bad. Those are thoughts that are running through our mind. If we were to go back, let's let, let me just because that's always, you know, as a coach, that's one of the things that I have to deal with someone who has been abused. How can you find the beauty? Like if you go to when you need a friend .com, there's a, this is so important to me. And this is part of my ministry and what I do and why I'm so passionate about it, because you can really turn a thought around because first it's the thought, then it's the feeling, then it's the action. Okay. And if you stop it at the thought and you look at it with curiosity instead of criticism, it's life changing. So this is a true story. I, I, I gave this example because there are four questions. If you want to take ownership 
empowerment of your life, aka responsibility. There are four little questions you can ask, and these questions are on my website at whenyouneedafriend.com. So when you ask these questions, first of all, what are the gifts and lessons? Okay. Or, or no, sorry. What How did you? I create it? Okay. How did I create it? So one would say, how did I create being sexually molested? Yeah. How did I create it? It's simple. When you look at this, no blame, no shame, no fault, no duty. You see, responsibility is blame, shame, fault, or duty. But we're reframing, we're rewriting the program to the word responsibility being empowerment and freedom. So how did I create? You're taking responsibility. I guess you're taking power of it. Is that what, instead of? Okay, you're doing okay, it. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, what yeah. you're doing. You're taking ownership because if I, I create everything, if I co-create everything with God, then this is something that I, can I somehow created. And okay, so how saying, did I create? Okay, okay, go ahead, no blame, no shame, no fault. You see, we're thinking responsibility, blame, shame, fault, duty. This is empowerment. How did I create it? I was born to the family. Simple. Two plus two equals four. Two plus two doesn't equal four. You know, you wouldn't say, I'd, how dare four be four? How, how dare that equation be? No blame, no shame. How did I create it? Simple. I was born into the family. Now, what are the gifts and lessons? Many people that have been abused, molested, they sabotage themselves for the rest of their life. They're constantly having unworthy talks. They're having all these things that we address in the workshop, by the way, the I am the solution workshop. And um, so the second question is, what are the gifts and lessons? Well, I was giving this example because this is a true, this is a true story. This is a true story. Some uh, person was saying, well, what about molestation? How did I create that? And I said, you were born to it. And she said, well, what are the gifts and lessons? I said, okay. Are you aware of the signs of molestation? Is your child molested? Do you have a child? Yes, I do have a child. Has your child been molested? And she said, my child will never be molested. I know the tricks. I know the signs. I know everything about what they, how they lure you. And, and she was like becoming like emotional. Defensive. Yeah. 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 And so I said, okay, so if you had a choice between you being molested and your child being molested, who would you choose? I would pick myself and my dad would do the same thing. My mom would do the same thing. Exactly. So I said, look at that. What a gift. You spared your child. Wow, Lillian, that's deep. I didn't even think about that. I mean, that is it. That's just a, a positive way to look at it. But it's hard. It's hard to tell somebody that because I've it had Lillian. Hard. I'm it saying I've hard. been in the same position. I know. I want you to keep going. I'm saying, but I've been in the same position where you know girls that have had everything in their life, and, but because they, I mean, wealthy families and this and that, and because of you know past abuse, they can't get over it. And I'm like, gosh, everything else in your life is good except for this thing that happened so long ago. And I, yeah. I can see that they can't let go of it, and it crushes me. Well, but but if we can go to like. Peace comes when you stop trying to rewrite the past. Okay. It is what it is. Okay, so the third question of taking responsibility is what's going to be different? What's going to be different? This is just the start. This is not the end all be all. Oh man, I'm so glad I got molested. No, no, this is not. This then this that's when the work starts. When you can start looking at it through I'm grateful that my children didn't go through this. When you start looking at life through gratitude, that's a game changer, Alex. It is. It is. That's, 
That's how you, because remember I quoted Romans 8. All things work out for the good of all. Not just me. Not, and, and, and by the way, acknowledging this doesn't, you know, for, forgiveness and all those things that happen, that does not say that it was okay for them to do that. It, because whatever you're holding on to, and this is something that we talk about in the workshop as well, gets stored up in our body. And that emotion eventually becomes disease. Yeah. So you are perpetrating this on yourself every time you think about it. Your body doesn't know the, 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 the difference between true and fiction. If it's happening now, if it happened in the past, if you're angry with somebody else, it assumes it's you. Your brain doesn't differentiate with do and don't. So if don't do drugs was a horrible campaign because even the little kids, as they were sharpening their pencils, what did it say? Do drugs, do drugs, right? Yeah. Drugs, drugs, well, you drugs. You want to be a sober. You want to be sober. Yeah. You want to think the thoughts that are what you want. Because if you think about what you don't want, then you get more of that because that's your focus. So focus on what you want. So if you don't want to do drugs, focus on being sober. If you don't want to marry an alcoholic, focus on marrying someone who is balanced. <laughs> and all. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So no, it does make sense. 100%. Focus on what is wrong. So the third question is what's going to be different? What's well, going to be different? Well, you, I'm going to start working on things for myself. I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to, I'm going to work with you know, figuring out how I can put this to peace, where I can look at this and say, man, this has made me a tough woman. It made me, you know, smarter, creative. I can adapt more, whatever it is, what's going to be different. And, and then the fourth question is, how am I going to use this for the greater good? Someone who's been molested knows the pain and knows whatever it is that they're dealing with they can maybe help a child that's going through this and they can give it back to them and say, listen, this is how I resolve this issue. You see, things don't happen just in vain. Yeah. They happen for us. They happen so that we can help somebody else learn and grow and, 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 and make, it's about making a difference. That's what the fourth question is for. How can I make a difference on this? Does that make sense? No, it does. It's, it's, everybody needs to sign up, Lillian. Everybody needs to go. And this and this is, uh, you said September uh, 17th. September 17th, 18th, 18th 19th. 19th. We also have uh, the DVD that we did with Dr. Day, Dr. Lorraine Day. Uh, and we have online courses for the 100 Lessons from the Exodus and the Book of Revelation. This is Dr. Day talking about the end of times and how the, they are adding up to now. Now yeah. this, the, and I ask questions, we do this together. She gives a talk for 90 minutes. And then I ask, I interview her at, you know, like questions that I had during her presentation and people get to ask questions um, afterwards. And then I send the questions in and they respond, uh, Dr. Day responds to them. And those are also up there. But there's a DVD, there's online. Uh, we're now getting ready to launch the online version of the 100 Lessons from the Exodus uh, with Dr. Lorraine Day. It, it, it's, it's about trusting God and how to trust God. How did the Israelites trust God for 40 years? They needed nothing, but they complained about everything. We can learn from them. Lillian, we, we've already did an hour, but here we have somebody who call. We have a call. So Joseph oh, Pena. Okay. okay, okay. Let's see. Joseph, okay. uh, let me let him in. It always takes a minute. Uh, we shouldn't okay. go. It shouldn't go too long, but Joseph has been waiting. Jo 
Of course, I let Joseph. Okay, there. Joseph. Joseph. Oh, this is so cool. Uh, yes, here we go. Joseph. You're going to have to teach me how to do this. I will. Hey, Joseph. Okay, it always takes a second, though, because he's on his cell phone, so his internet's not going to be as good as ours. Uh, that's why the audio is connected, which is cool. Jo oh, now it's connected. Joseph, welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. You're on with Lillian and Alex. Oh, it's still connecting. Ah, oh, no, just give it a second. It'll connect. It'll connect. This reminds me of uh, the modem when there were, things were buffering and buffering. Yeah, he's on mute. He's on mute. You gotta, on mute. you gotta unmute. You gotta ask to unmute. Click the mute button, uh, 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 Joseph. See, the audio is working. You click the mute button. Okay. Okay. Yes. You're good, hey, Joseph. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You're on to Lillian. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I apologize. I no, got you're great. Yeah, the new phone, the new buttons. You know how it goes. I know. Well, welcome to the castle. Good morning. Good morning. It's, I'm over here. It's uh, the West Coast. It's 11. You know, I'm glad to see the positivity out there today on the Friday. And, um, you know, I had a question. She said that she was a nutritionist. And in the past three years, I've had this uh, angelic divine experience. And uh, pretty much, like, angels are guiding me. My intuition is guiding me. And keyly on, like, nutrition and the, the body and, like, the total optimization. You know, and I'm, I'm delving into like sciences that are more recent, you know, uh, going down to the nano, the nanochemicals, but you know, still all organic. Like I'm, I'm doing C60, uh, purple power C60. I'm doing like, um, Joseph, you're a health nut. No, but hold on, hold on, Joseph. You're, you're a health right, right, freak. So. Lillian had, had, uh, right, so. nutrition experts on her show. She is not a nutrition expert Thank herself, you, but she is, oh, she I is, apologize. no, but she's very uh, well trained, but, uh, uh, she has lots I of guests. Like but no, Joseph, we will talk about, we'll talk about health. Oh, I want to so ask you a question real quick. Like, I was, yeah, I was, um, seeing if there was anything like on the expert level, nutritional level, that you could go ahead and recommend to me and also the viewers because you know I'm I'm doing Boomer Boost uh, also some Black Oxygen Organics these are like top tier like you know hundred dollar little supplements but you know they're highly highly super quality um, so is there anything that you could uh you know maybe that you maybe that you maybe know about that's you know mainly yeah. all organic but like actual a super a super supplement that you know might cost a little money but it's definitely gonna make you definitely gonna do good. I've never I heard of this. Yeah, I, go ahead. I hope Lily. I don't. I hope I don't disappoint you, Joseph. But um, what I was sharing that um, I follow the Nutritarian lifestyle. So I'm going to give you an acronym. It's called. This is not mine. This is Dr. Joel Furman, which I encourage you because he talks about micro and macronutrients as you are looking into right now. Which, well okay. done. I'm glad that you're looking in that directions. But sometimes supplements. Yeah. Are, my registered service mark is you can take a pill or you can take responsibility. Eating well trumps taking a pill, right? It's, taking it's, a supplement. It's chopping up. Hey, hey, hey. No, Joseph. But Stan, maybe if you stop walking for a second, it might, the service might be a little better. Maybe. maybe I'm, just I'm walking my dog. I apologize. Oh, okay. No, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. But, she, but okay, but Lillian says don't take a pill. Okay, I, she's, I'll, I'll hang out. I'll no, hang no, out no. Right but here. listen, listen, so, listen to so her. Five, sorry, sorry. So this is an acronym. It's called G Bombs. G is for greens. B is for beans. O is for onions. M is for mushrooms. And B, uh, uh, S is for, B is for berries and S is for seeds and nuts. So G-bombs. So let me go through that again. Yeah, G-bombs. I want to write this down because this is basically yeah, what I do. G-bombs. I do a lot of seeds and fruits and sprouts. 
Perfect, perfect. So you're on the right track. So G is for greens. Green. Okay, so I'm definitely on a organic green. Perfect. perfect. B is for beans. So you want to, the beans are the perfect. I, yep, I'm, I'm with beans and legumes and the musical perfect. fruit. Trust me, That's I'm right. all about it. Go That's ahead. right. Hey, listen. The more you eat it, the more your stomach gets used to it. I so. know. I don't. I don't. I don't ever pass gas anymore. Honestly, as a vegetarian, to be completely honest, it's really funny. Well, you if you're that. not passing gas, eventually you're gonna blow up. Well, so occasionally I pass a little gas. Okay, you know what I mean. Okay, sorry. Okay, okay. So beans. Now what's next? What's uh, onions? Onions are the O for onions. We know okay, that. The B is for beans. And so make sure that you have beans. So they're a fiber, they're a protein, and they're a starch. So you're able to, or carb, that you could, but it's not digested in the same way. So that's the beauty of the bean. Then the O is onions. Onions have so many, you know how it makes your eyes tear? That is uh, very powerful. So you can cook them and they have a different uh, nutrient than when they're raw. So you can eat them raw or cooked, okay? M is for mushrooms. Mushrooms should only be eaten cooked. Cooked? Why so, not raw? Because I eat them raw in salads all the time. You shouldn't eat so it like that, Lily? A raw mushroom has the possibility of having a carcinogen, or it has a something that causes, uh, it's a carcinogen. And But when you cook it, it's that out. carcinogen becomes a cancer-fighting agent. Well, I eat raw mushrooms all the time at the salad time bar. To cook I, them. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, I'm time done. To cook well, them. And I thought I was being healthy. I thought I was being healthy. Raw Lily. mushrooms do feel a little weird. I will admit, they do feel a little weird. They do taste a little weird too. But I thought they were more. I thought they were healthy. I thought I was adding on my salad like I was healthy. Now I learned. Yeah, hey, Lily, you, need to, you. you need to cook them, and then and with a with a nutritarian lifestyle, you saute with it's water or broth, or you don't use oils. So okay, no. so the B, the the next B is for berries berries are a huge antioxidant they're wonderful for for your body uh, they're anti-aging they're absolutely phenomenal yeah yes, berries are yes, good and they're yes, delicious yes. yes and then the s is for seeds seeds like flax seeds um nuts nuts you can do yeah, some yeah, nuts yeah. walnuts all that and um and so that gives you that's like a, a little acronym that'll help you with a guideline but his name is dr joel Furman. he's on in the classroom you can go find us at when you need a friend.com if you subscribe you'll get my newsletter and okay. you'll know who's in the classroom the teachers in the classroom and um, I definitely you, love to talk to you. and the link okay. is in the description the link is in all what did you say joseph i'm sorry what did you say I said, I said, I, I definitely would love to talk to him, and, and I apologize. I came in a little bit late. What was your expertise? She's a life coach. She yes, and, and, and and she's a she's a awesome okay. awesome talk show host like, like a I am. Yeah, I mean she's yes. more than that. Yes, speaker. yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, I hear it. I do a retreat. I, I um, the next retreat is September seventeenth through nineteenth. And that's a Friday through Sunday, and that's where we transform. This is where we start with a caterpillar, and we walk out as a butterfly. And so it takes a lot of, you know, you just, I, I heard you say something yesterday, Alex. You were saying that time heals everything, right? In a way, yes, I believe it does. Time heals nothing. Is wow. What you do with that time. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. All right, Joseph, say. 
Okay, last question. Wow, I wanted to kiss it. Okay, all right, all right. Wow, Lillian, you blew my mind. Time heals nothing. I like that. Okay, yeah, I was saying that only because this is why I say it. I can tell you, I've been hung up, and I'm sure everybody has, like, on a girlfriend or something. And then, you know, you give it a few months, you can still be hung up, but, like, you feel less hung up. So, in a way, you're right. I guess you do need to address like the trauma that That's happened. Right. Yeah, I'm That's saying right. I do. I do agree with you in that sense. But you yeah. know, like a relationship's a little different. Like you know, uh, um, I, I, why? Why do you? Okay, explain to me that. That's my only argument. Then why do I care less about my ex girlfriend a year later than two years later or three years? I mean, why do you well, care? Well, it less? all depends. It all depends. Remember when we started at the beginning? If we, if this is our only conversation, the further away we are from this conversation, the less I'll mean to you. Yeah, I see. But if you if 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 you were to say, okay, I want to dive into this relationship, I I I really do want to nurture this relationship, or I want to discover how I showed up in this relationship, and now you're curious. It's a totally different time frame, because remember, you're going to take yourself to that next relationship, and then you're going to take yourself to that next relationship. We, we, we get to dive into, we get to go to the tomb and we get to see the resurrection. That the reason why this relationship didn't work out, it was because it wasn't meant to be. We get perspective with the time and we can find it. We go back and we can actually see and I guess get, grat- get gratitude for what happened. Well, well, listen, uh, Lillian, I'd love it if you join the castle again. Come on again. Everybody I in the chat love loves you. This was a okay. big fun. This is awesome. Okay, well, tell us, tell, tell us, everybody, plug the last thing before we go. Tell everybody where they can find you. And obviously, there's going to be uh, in the description of all of no matter where you're watching that, you're gonna, there's going to be a link to Lillian's contact information. You're, you're going to be able to find her. But Lillian, what do you want to tell the people in, in uh, remind them uh, what you have coming up before you go and thank you for coming on well thank you for inviting uh, inviting me to the castle this has been such an honor and I really mean that this has been fun and it's been I I love to have these conversations conversations of empowerment because I felt so disempowered for such a long time we didn't even get to 9-11 we got to come back on and we got to talk conspiracies I didn't even ask you any conspiracies because I want to talk about live coach stuff but you 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 and I are both on two strikes so we can can have those conversations off the air and put them up on Rockfin that's what I'm saying. I gotta have you on a show. Come on, Rockfin, and we can talk about anything. And I need to get your show on Rockfin. So, so I'll 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 send you an email about this stuff, and I'll send you about this other platform where you it's a free speech platform, and you do good on there because they don't have a lot of uh, uh, women on there like you. It's a truther community place. I'll send you a link, and it's. And they pay you in crypto, though. That's kind of weird. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm i still trying to figure out Odyssey because they pay also in... Yeah, I, that's I what I'm saying. Odyssey, it's a, but this Rockman's kind of like... It's hard. It sucks, Lillian, that, that YouTube is the best platform. It's where the biggest audience is. And even even though we get throttled down on YouTube, they kick us off for, for just talking about, the you know, just having a different opinion. The censorship's unbelievable. Uh, well, you know, and, and, I, and I really do believe that we need to ride the wave. Uh, I've been criticized for for staying on um, Facebook and YouTube. But we have but to stay I, on where I, they don't want us, Lillian. But, but I have to cut you off. They, they, they criticize you, be like, well, the only reason I'm staying on is because they're trying to kick me out. I mean, that's the only reason I'm <laughs> staying in. You know what I mean? Well, we need to have this information in those platforms they want to shut us up. And so I'm riding the wave as long as I can, and I figured out you know, how I'm going to do this. And also, so you can find me at whenyouneedafriend.com, 
Um, my next workshop is September 17th, 18th, 19th. It's space is limited. And when I say that, I really mean it. It's a very small group um, because we want to make sure that we work. And, and I promise you, you will be a teacher and you will be a student in that weekend. It is a powerful, wonderful, we laugh, we cry, we dance because dancing is very important. In I love life. dancing. I love well, dancing. I think it's very okay. important. I am well, you need you. to come on my show so that you can dance with me on my show. Well, I want anytime. you to be the best dancer in my show. I well, I want to come. I want to come. Everybody needs to come and sign up. I want to say, Shay Shay T TK, a ten dollar donation. Lillian is a really great guest. Thank you, Alex. No, thank you, Shay Shay. And Tommy King made a five dollar donation. Thank you for donation, Lillian. We have so much more to talk about. I can't believe we got to end thank the you. show, but it's Friday, and everybody, listen, you got to go September seventeenth. And if you're going to be, they able need to sign up now. Sign up now. Go to whenyouneedafriend.com. Go to my new truth series. You'll find the 100 lessons from the Exodus, the book of Revelation, and the I am the solution workshop. And so, but also, um, you can f please uh, like and follow Subscribe, me. everything, Subscribe, all, the, all the stuff. Uh, all my social media, especially BitChute and Odyssey, which I'm trying to build my audience. So, but Alex, thank you so much for having me on and talking about my favorite subject. The other favorite subject is forgiveness. That's another favorite. Next next time. time next time. Next that's, time. That's what we're going to talk about for forgiveness because I got to forgive myself, forgive others. I mean, I, I, I see that is a lot of forgiveness because I, I can't tell you how many times I'm up in the middle of the night I'm cringing about something I did like six years ago and I'm like, why am I, you know, let it go. And You're it's traumatizing. You're re-traumatizing yourself with your thoughts because uh. first it's a thought, then it's a feeling, then it's an action. Well, you're coming back on for more free life coaching because you know I'm a cheapskate. <laughs> but you guys don't be a cheapskate. You guys go join and everybody go to whenyouneedafriend.com and go find Lillian. Thank you guys. See you all. On, and uh, I'll see you guys uh, tomorrow night. We have a debate. Um, is veganism morally obligated on modern day debate? See you guys later.